What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I am the producer, Jason Lewis. I would like to thank you for tuning in to the From the Shadows podcast. And without further ado, here is your host, Shane Grove. Hey, welcome everybody to uh, this this week's episode of uh, From the Shadows podcast. I'm here, your host, Shane Grove, with uh, Jason, super producer. What's up, Jason? Greetings, everybody. I'm doing good. How about you, Shane? Uh, you know what? Just living the dream. Well, that, that makes one that, of us. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, usually when I say that, everybody says, you know, a nightmare is a dream, too. Like, that's very true. I can't. Um, but, hey, we want to uh, we want to welcome everybody to this week's episode because we're really excited. We know that uh, um, our guest... Dan Sturgis from Paranormal Caught on Camera. Uh, it's a show that uh, anybody that listens to our show, I can't believe, doesn't watch this, watch that television show. It's a great show. Um, and we had a great time with Dan. So uh, we know that uh, our, our loyal listeners are going to have a, have a really cool time uh, listening to some of Dan's stories and uh, maybe a little bit of behind the scenes about the uh, about the television show. So I think you'll agree, Jason. He was, oh. he was awesome, right? Oh, he was awesome. I know this is maybe an overused saying, but Dan is the man. Ah, jeez, oh, uh, <laughs> <wah, wah, wah. laughs> yeah. Indeed, no, was, we need the sound he, effects. He he was fantastic. So um, so we don't want to spend too long uh, babbling on here before we get the episode started. But we did want to thank everybody who has been uh, listening, liking, uh, joining the joining our Facebook page from the Shadows Podcast, become a member, becoming a member of our After the Shadows discussion uh, group. group mm-hmm. Discussion group um, that really helps out a lot when everybody uh, not only becomes a member, shares it, and has their friends become members, but when you engage on the posts that we put up there it kind of uh kind of creates a really neat community that we're glad to uh to be part of and we we do get compliments from people from other podcasts that maybe are a little envious of some of the stuff that we have going on as far as our community and so we owe it to everybody that does get on there and and check us out and engage and put posts up and 
you know, just has a little bit of fun. You know, we try to have some fun on After the Shadows. Oh, yeah. Um, don't be shy. Uh, post something shy. and uh, yeah. let someone else comment on it and let's get some discussion going on it. Yeah. And, and, and look, let's be frank. It's a lot better than a lot of the crap that's going on Facebook right now. Right now, you know, nobody can agree on politics. Nobody can agree on religion. Nobody can agree on the other civic matters going on but we can all agree that bigfoot ufos the mothman the dogman those are great things to discuss and uh and and learn about you know we can all we we can all vote yes for bigfoot absolutely shane (laughs) absolutely we can all vote yes so and and i know you guys don't can't really see the numbers that we see but man our downloads are going through the roof and we know that's because all of our listeners have been sharing uh, our podcast with other, you know, with their friends and, and telling their, you know, their neighbors and everybody else about it. So we appreciate everybody that uh, gets on there and checks out episodes and then shares them. Um, we get comments on our YouTube channel um, from the Shadows Podcast. You know, we have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um so we just appreciate everybody getting on and subscribing and rating us. You know, if you listen to us on Apple, go give us a five-star rating if you think we're good. If you think we suck, just ignore anything that I ever said that I just said. Yeah, go it. Spotify, Podbean, uh, Google Play, uh, yeah. or any of the any of your favorite podcatchers. But the important thing is is that you just you subscribe to it and you tell other people about it also. Uh, so we can increase our listenership because we enjoy doing this. But uh, in the long run, um, that's why people are noticing us is because more people, like Shane had discussed, more people are listening to us and they're telling other people about it. And so we're getting better guests that are already out there in the field that are aware of us, which makes it easier for us to talk with them and get them on as guests. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So it's very important. If you do anything, share that podcast and tell us that you like it. And for those of you who listen to the the regular podcast but don't listen to the Midweek Howl, um, first of all, you're missing out big time. But you'll see that uh, the really ardent, diehard fans of the Midweek Howl, if they ask us something, we we, we discuss it on the Midweek Howl. We bring it up. We, uh, the howler, he, he'll tell a story about something. If you really want to hear uh, a, a story about a certain subject, so we encourage. If you've got stories, if you know somebody who's had an experience, or if there's a subject that we haven't talked about, and we've tried to, we try to keep the the subject area very wide and varied because, um, you know, we like learning about a whole whole bunch of neat new stuff. Let us know. Don't be afraid. Send us a message. Send us an email. Um, visit our uh, um, from the shadows podcast dot com our uh, our website, which also has a new merch page, which you can buy all kinds of cool merch: uh, coffee mugs, stickers, t shirts, autographed books by some knucklehead that writes books. It's on the <laughs> podcast. Um, so yeah, we appreciate all the support. Um, that you guys give us and 
we're going to clue everybody in that's listening. So if you're listening, you're getting the first, you're going to hear this first. Tomorrow night, we're actually going to do, um, do a little field research uh, somewhere in northeast Ohio. Um, we're, we're getting good reports that there uh, is a good chance there is a big, hairy uh, creature in a woods that uh, we're going to have access to tomorrow night. So, or no, tomorrow, Saturday night. I apologize. So Saturday night, <laughs> uh, which will be tomorrow night when you hear this. Right, right exactly. Now it's not, right now it's not. But, uh, so we're going to do some stuff that we've never done before. We're going to try a Facebook Live and maybe an Instagram Live. So if you don't follow us on um, After the Shadows or on our From the Shadows podcast Instagram page, make sure you sign up and, and become a member of both of those. And you'll get to see uh, our uh, our Facebook Live and our Instagram Live as long as we can figure out how to do it. But <laughs> but we should have some really cool stuff going on. Um, I know there's a couple eyewitnesses we're going to get to talk to Saturday night, and uh, maybe as a special treat for for all of our uh, fans, one of those we'll do live on Facebook and Instagram, so you guys can uh, you know look forward to that. So. Between the time you hear this and Saturday, you know, which is a couple days from the, when this comes out, make sure you go become members so you do not miss out on uh, our first venture into the uh, Facebook Live and Instagram Live. So hopefully we can figure it out and it'll be something cool. And look, we always kid about Jerry tackling Bigfoot. And let me tell you something if there is a Bigfoot out in the woods, and Jerry's going to try to tackle it, I am going to go Facebook Live. Because it may turn into <laughs> Facebook Live, Jerry dead. But either way, it'll, oh make, for good. it'll make for good uh, It'll make for good video. Good entertainment. <laughs> so, so uh, okay, we'll get out of your way. Remember, go check us out on our socials. Um, visit our merch page at fromtheshadowspodcast.com. Become a member at After the Shadows and our Instagram from the Shadows podcast so you don't miss out on our uh, live feeds this weekend. And, you know, sit back and enjoy listening to Dan Sturgis because um, it was fun. Hope you have as much fun as, as Jason and I did talking to him. So, Oh, yeah. Make sure you share that podcast or yep, and share. like and, uh, or, you know, subscribe to your favorite podcast. Uh, Podcatcher, whichever one you want to use. I like Spotify myself, but uh, we're on Podbean, Stitcher, uh, Google, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can go straight from uh, Lisbon, which is a media server. Uh, we're on there. We're all over the place now, and uh, we're going to continue to grow as this thing develops. So yep. we so appreciate share it. Share it. Yep. That's the most share. important thing you can do. Yep. So, all right. Get out of the way, and here comes the episode. Yeah. Hey, welcome everybody to the From the Shadows podcast. I am your host, Shane Grove, and with me tonight, as always, is the super producer, Jason Greetings, Lewis. What's everyone. happening, Jason? Greetings. Um, and if you could tell by the jolliness in my voice tonight, um, our guest uh, 
has been uh, having a little bit of fun before we've gone on the air with us, and uh, we just we just couldn't wait any longer. So we went ahead. <laughs> we're going ahead and start the program probably earlier than we should, but uh, we don't want to miss any more of the uh, of the fun. So joining us tonight is Dan Sturgis, paranormal investigator and star of I know one of my favorite shows, Paranormal Caught on Camera. So. Dan, welcome tonight, all the way from uh, the Big Apple, right? From New York City, fellas. How are you guys doing? And thanks for having me on, man. We are doing well, and thank you for coming on to the show. Yes, it is. It uh, is definitely definitely our pleasure. Definitely our pleasure. Uh, so, back uh, after, guys. Back after. Well, it's early. Just you know, give us a couple minutes, and maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wish I hadn't started drinking so early. So uh, hopefully we'll get through this. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, Dan. Well, Dan. Hey, for um, I'm sure that a, a good portion of our audience and the people that listen to us absolutely know what paranormal caught on camera is, and so they'll so they'll be like, okay, now which guy is he? You know, because maybe they may not pay attention. So, to let everybody know, like which guy you are, how how you got into the paranormal field. Tell us tell us a little bit about your uh, your background. You know, so everybody uh, can get a good feel for uh, what a that you are the best guy on paranormal caught on camera. Just just saying, oh man, it. you are just saying it. Anytime you need me on this show, anytime you need me on this show. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Thanks, Jason. Um, um. Well, let's see. Uh, I'm the guy, you know. Uh, I, I, I try not to watch myself too much, so uh, so I, I just kind of breeze uh, breeze past the show every once in a while. And uh, and I'm, you know, I'm not on that much because uh, I do kind of uh, uh, speak the truth when I see the videos, and and sometimes my opinions uh, don't really jive with. Uh, with the with the the idea of the show and and I don't get on that much but I'm a big bald guy with uh, with uh, not a lot of hair and plenty of chins so you can't miss me I got my head filled up the screen and uh, and uh, yeah that's me but um, let's see how did I get started in this it's 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 something that uh, uh, I mean who isn't into you know ghosts and Bigfoot and UFOs when they're little I started when I was very young. Uh, with my grandmother, who uh, who lived with us, um, she moved in with my parents before I was born. So I grew up with my grandma, a little Irish lady, and uh, and her family uh, moved to Scotland from Ireland. And so she would tell me stories about the Loch Ness monster when I was little, and uh, and just fascinated by that. And uh, would read all the books and and. Um, and, and really, you know, any book reports or, you know, the, you have to stand in front of the class and do a report on a subject. It was either UFOs or, or the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot or Ghosts. I was that little weird kid. And, and, um, and, uh, and then, you know, when I got a little bit older, I, uh, I switched my interest over into athletics and girls and, and, and all this kind of uh, paranormal stuff took a backseat to that. And I was sort of almost like in the closet as a paranormal enthusiast. And um, not until I, I, I got into this city and, uh, and started acting. I was a theater major and went to school for theater and, and um, 
started acting, and that's you know how I made my way for a long time here in the city, and uh, and that afforded me uh, the ability to uh, to do a lot of traveling. I'm also a Civil War buff, and uh, so I would go visit all the Civil War battlefields, and every Civil War Civil War uh, battlefield had a haunted bed and breakfast. So I would stay at the haunted bed and breakfast, and and uh, and and hope for a good scare in the, in the middle of the night, and. Uh, I was at Gettysburg staying at the uh, the Farnsworth house, and I ran into a paranormal group. They were doing an, an investigation of the Farnsworth house, and, and, uh, and it just so happens that I was staying in uh, notoriously the uh, uh, the most haunted room in the in the house. So uh, so they wanted to investigate my room, and I said, "Yeah, come on in, man." And and uh, they were doing you know EVP sessions and and uh, doing a lot of stuff that I had never even heard of before. And, uh, and this is before all the ghost shows got popular, and, and I think before they were even on the, uh, on the air. And, uh, and I just became consumed with this stuff and, and came back to the city and, and tried to find like-minded people, and there weren't many, um, especially before the shows came out. And, uh, and, uh, and ran into some people, and we started a group in New York City and, and, uh, and took it from there. And... And um, you know, being in New York City, we got a lot of uh, a, a lot of press and, and a lot of notoriety. Uh, uh, and when then once the shows came out, it was just crazy. We were doing we were doing two and three investigations a weekend, and uh, it just got out of hand. And and uh, for whatever reason, um, some of the networks or the news programs seemed to uh, to to latch on to me as far as somebody to go to for answers if they had a story regarding having anything to do with paranormal and uh and you know here i am so it's been uh it's been a long road and and uh filled with a lot of great adventures and a lot of really cool places that we investigated and and now uh the opportunity to be on a show like you know paranormal caught on camera or a show like yours and and uh and and reach out to even more people is uh is just a uh, a really cool perk of of being involved in a really cool field. So, uh, so thanks again for having me on and letting me, let me tell my story. Well, I'm just going to tell you right now, up to now, you, you've lived the life that I probably wished I had lived. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking myself. I was like, man, he's done everything. Timing was everything. He came in the field at the yeah. right time. Had a great childhood, a good pre-introduction to it. I mean, that's outstanding. I'm I'm oh, curious, I mean, uh, Dan. Dan, uh, yeah, what sure. was the name of your first paranormal group that you put together? Uh, well, I, you know, to be honest, I didn't put it together. It was it was called a uh, Paranormal Investigations in New York City. Okay. Um, and they're still they're still hanging. They're they're still doing stuff. Um. Although everybody in the group sort of went their separate ways, but uh, I ran into ran into a guy when I was doing searches, looking for for somebody in New York City to kind of. Uh, I mean, I was like bursting at the seams, wanting to do this stuff. Um, and you know, these guys in, in Gettysburg, they were just so cool and so nice. And one guy was a dentist, and they were all different professions, and you know, like white collar guys and blue collar guys, and and uh, but they all had a. a you know, a like-minded interest in, in this stuff. And, and what they were doing just blew me away. I was up all night with them and, and, you know, they were explaining all their techniques and, and what, what their gadgets were. And I was just 
blown away by it. When I got to the city, um, I ran into a fellow named Dom Valella, who's now like a, you know, a brother to me. And, and uh, we, we, he was putting together a group and, and it was just he and I and, and, uh, and another friend of his. And, and uh, you know, once the shows came out is really when, uh, when people wanted to join the group and, and, uh, and unfortunately, you know, it was good and bad when the shows came out because everybody that was into the show wanted to have an investigation at their house. And uh, we would have, you know, we'd show up at a place and they would have their neighbors and family over wanting to watch like it was a little theater production. Yeah, I and, can imagine. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, and, you know, you're, we were all learning at the same time. You're learning every investigation. There's no real set way how to do this stuff. Um like I tell people, I said, you know, there's no real way how to do it. I can, I know lots of ways not to do it, but uh, but nobody's figured out the uh, the real um, real surefire way to get results on an investigation. But uh, but yeah, they were great. We had a great time with them. Um, Dom wanted to focus more on uh, on um, on uh, individual houses and and family homes and. And I really was burnt out of that only because, you know, we had people trying to fake stuff on us and I don't have a lot of free time. And, and, uh, it was just a drag going to these places. I would get in arguments with the, with the homeowners because, you know, they're wasting our time and, and, you know, Tom had a family and kids he needed to take care of and, you know, you're wasting our time. So I, I, I kind of left the group. It was, it was like the Beatles breaking up. It was real heartbreaking. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, uh, I focused more on historic locations and Dom continued on with, uh, the private residences and, and, uh, but he's still doing it. He still, he lives upstate now. He's still doing it. And, and, uh, as far as I know, he's, uh, he's having a good life up there. Well, that's good. Well, that, and the fact that you guys, I'm assuming weren't really getting paid to go out and do ghost investigations. I mean, no, to have somebody no. waste, yeah, to have somebody waste your time would really be, yeah, in, it's disheartening, you know. It's disheartening, and you get excited. You get excited when you go out to these places, and you hope something's going to happen, and someone's trying to play a trick on you. And right, you know, we don't. Nobody. Uh, uh, That's I have really no, that. Uh, really, that sounds like every date I went on in high school. You know, I was excited, <laughs> and it was just somebody playing a trick on me. But anyway, okay. <laughs> a whole other podcast, my brother. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, you know, we don't get paid. I, I've got no, uh, I've got no opinion. I know some people, uh, some people like to get paid for their investigations, and and you know, you do have a uh, um, something that you specialize in, and you you spend a lot of money, and and uh, you put a lot of effort into it. And I have no problem if somebody wants to to be reimbursed for some uh, so for their time. I don't take any money, and I know Tom didn't take any money. I used to tell people that. Uh, it would be like charging to go look for a leprechaun or a unicorn. You know, I can't really give you anything that's definitively going to say your house is haunted. Now you have to pay me. If you're doing me just as much as a favor, uh, letting me investigate, then I am, you know, kind of giving you my thoughts on, on what you have or might not be having uh, going on in your house. So, uh, you know, but we never turned down a pizza or gas money, but, uh, but we never charged anybody. You know? Right. Well, so, so in, to me, I mean, I've been to New York City like once, but to me, like, there has to be just an unbelievable amount of really cool historic buildings that would be ripe to go do an investigation in, or seemingly there would be. Is right. that the case? Or? Yeah, I mean, 
There is, and, and I've been fortunate enough to uh, to be able to investigate a lot of them, and it's and it's amazing when you run into these places that that uh, the access. I mean, that's because I'm a, I'm a history buff, so so the access that you get to go uh, when you're investigating, you know, we we investigated, and it's just famously haunted a, a really fancy restaurant called One of My Land Two I See. And, uh, you know, like a five-star restaurant in New York City, and we showed up, um, you know, at the end of the evening, and uh, and they just gave us the passcode to get in and out of the building and left. And, and you know, <laughs> Wow. <we won't. laughs> That's yeah, fantastic, you know, Aaron, though. Aaron Burr's old, old, uh, old uh, carriage house, and, and uh, you know, the no Letterman, way. where the Letterman was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my God, I'll tell you a cool story about that place. But... Uh, you know, the Ed Sullivan Theater, they locked us in the Ed Sullivan Theater and, and left us there. And uh, we investigated, you know, the Ed Sullivan Theater and, and um, Jackie Gleason's dressing room. And, you know, it was just crazy the places that we that we were uh, allowed into and, and trusted with. <laughs> you know, it was uh, remarkable, remarkable. Now, was there anything, uh, was there anything uh, haunting the Ed Sullivan Theater? You know, I was hoping for a, an, an Elvis apparition from the waist up or, or, or <laughs> anything like that. But, uh, but no, we got skunked on that one. We uh, we did catch, uh, we catch, we caught like a red orb and and, uh, and not a dust orb. I'm not an orb guy, but uh, but I, I'm convinced it was one of the investigators' uh, non-contact thermal thermometer laser pointer bouncing off the walls. But, uh, you know... I got yelled at for bringing that up. So, uh, so um, no, we didn't catch anything. Uh, some people had some personal experiences, but uh, but uh, no, we didn't catch anything. You know, the theaters in New York City are just notoriously haunted. We did the Velasco Theater um, at David Velasco's apartment above the theater that's been locked up since the 20s, and they opened it up for us. And, and uh, you know, all these places that you think would be ripe with activity, just nothing. You know, nothing, which was uh, disappointing, but still cool to kind of just be poking around with, uh, with some recorders in such a historical location. I can't believe they le- they left an apartment blocked up since the 20s. Wouldn't that be worth like a a lot of a lot of money to this place? This place, David Belasco was. Uh, they used to call him the uh, the Bishop of Broadway, and uh, he uh, he you know famously in in the early. Uh, early 20th century and he um he was uh almost solely responsible for keeping broadway alive uh with the theaters and the productions he was producing and and the theaters he was opening and and in fact uh, the belasco theater i think was the first theater that had a working elevator uh in the building and uh but he had a he built a 10-room duplex apartment above the theater and it was sort of like phantom of the opera he had all these little catwalks and secret passageways he could run around and and open up a little door and watch whatever production was going on from every angle um you know two stories above the stage but uh but the working elevator i was talking about it went from the backstage right back from the backstage uh up to his grotto in his apartment he would bring the ingenues upstairs and he always dressed like a priest and he had a confessional in his apartment and uh he would he would hear their confessions and then and then bring him up uh, up to the uh, to the bedroom and give him a whole bunch of new sins to confess later on. Uh, <laughs> you know, next time around. So, 
It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool, man. It was really cool. It was just crazy, crazy. And, and it was all locked up. I mean, people had gone in. It was sort of a rite of passage when you're working in the this big Broadway theater. It's a beautiful theater. It was sort of a rite of passage to break into his apartment uh, in the middle of the night for the actors. So people had been into it, um, but nobody had, you know, officially unlocked the door and let people in until I think we were allowed to go in. Um, yeah, remarkable place. Remarkable place. Yeah, that's see now that that gets me almost ex- as excited as hearing about ghosts and and stuff. Just to hear the history of uh, a place like that and and you know from an era way bygone. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh yes, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, I, uh, that just sounds cool. It's just uh, yeah, sounds absolutely cool. So what? So what were some of the I mean, we just talked about what are some of the really cool places that you got to go that did have what you think that you walked away with had some real oh. d- definitive evidence of a haunting or, a, you know, something um, else. There, there's a place in the Bronx called the Bartow Pell Mansion, and it's beautiful, beautiful estate. Um Mayor was Mayor LaGuardia's offices for a while and, and uh, built in the 1840s. And um, reached out to them some years ago, and, and they allowed me. I did two investigations, two or three investigations there. And, uh, and we were able to pick up, uh, um, they would report that uh, one of the beds in, in the bedroom, uh, in one of the bedrooms, uh, by the end of the day, it always looked like somebody had laid down on it. And, uh, you know, I just kind of figured it was, uh, it was you know, old beds and old, you know, sheets and, and blankets just settling down. And, you know, I mean, ghosts don't have a body, so how would they leave an impression in a bed? And uh, But uh, during an investigation, we were able to, uh, to get a name. Somebody had asked, you know, who's the person that lays down in the bed? And we got a name called Nathan West. Uh, and as it turns out, uh, a woman that painted the family portraits in the 1800s, um, her last name was West, and it turned out uh, she had a son named Nathaniel. So, um, you know, that was a that was a pretty good pretty good catch, and we were able to sort of uh, verify that somebody by that name was connected to the house in some way. Um, I don't know if, uh, if the boy had ever been to the house, but we we got you know a name, which was cool. And uh, but I guess my most significant uh, significant um, experiences have been happening at this place called the Merchant's House Museum, which was was featured on the first season of Ghost Hunters. So it became a very popular place when the groups just exploded uh, all around the country, and and they didn't have a good experience with the show. And and uh, it's a little tiny uh, brownstone on. It's 29 East 4th Street here in New York City, down in the uh, on the Lower East Side, right, East Village. And um, it's uh, built in 1832. Uh, the Treadwell family moved in in 1835, and the last member of the family, Gertrude, was born in the house in 1840. Um, the, uh, the house stayed uh, belonging to the Treadwell family up until 1933, when Gertrude... Uh, Died at the age of, of 93 in the bed, supposedly in the bed that she was born in, and um, never left. You know, of course she left the house, but she never she never moved out of the house her entire life. So uh, so after she passed, they locked the house up, and it was going to get torn down. 
1934, 35, um, and a... Uh, a relative of Gertrude, a gentleman by the name of George Chapman, bought the house and then refurbished it and opened it up as a museum of of 19th century living. And uh, so everything in the house is original to the house. Um, the beds, oh, wow. the beds, the treadwells. Yeah, yeah. And only that's, one that's, family. So that's crazy. It's a, it's a time capsule. Yes. No wonder, no wonder that, no wonder she'd want to stay there or the spirits of the family would feel like, hey, this, we're, this is yeah, yeah. where we and, belong. And, yeah, that's uh, what I was thinking. She feels it, like that's where she belongs it, at. I'm sorry, what was that? Yeah, she, she probably feels that's where she belongs at. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks the same. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it looks the same. And, um, you know, Jason, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Shane, it was a good point you made that, you know, why would she want to leave? And um, one of her famous quotes, I believe they found in one of her diaries, was that uh, she wanted to keep the house as Papa liked it. And uh, so that's a phrase that the, the, the house uses with a lot of their, their publications and, and promotions. But, um, but you know, what, what's interesting about the house is, is, again, like I said, everything's original to the house. The sheets on the bed are the sheets that they slept in. And, and the utensils in the kitchen are the utensils that they used when they ate dinner. I mean, it's, it's, it's a house. And... Uh, um, What's interesting is while they were refabbing the house to bring it up to code in the 30s and put electricity in, the house didn't really have good electricity. It still has the gasoliers and the parlors. Um, while they were bringing it up to code, a lot of the workers were having experiences, so they would write them down. They would see a, a woman in a, in a brown dress walking down the stairs to go into the kitchen, which is uh, on the, uh, the lowest, one of the lowest levels of the house, street level. Uh, she would go into the kitchen, oh, just below street level, I'm sorry. She would be walking into the kitchen drinking a cup of tea. And when they would walk into the kitchen to see who she was, she would be gone. And, uh, I mean, people are having that same experience. I think it's a place memory type of haunting or a residual. The cool guys in the TV shows call it a residual haunting. Um, you know, people that know what they're talking about call it a place memory haunting. And, and uh, it, people are reporting that this year, you know. And so, so people... <laughs> separated by decades and not connected in any way or having the same experiences. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's all documented. You know, they have a, a diary that they keep now at the house. When somebody has an experience, they write it down and you can now go back and see if anybody else had a previous experience like that in the seventies or the sixties, the fifties, you know, in the early two thousands, the nineties. And more often than not, you, you find a similar experience that somebody reported. And, and uh, so it's as, it's as close to a, uh, as close to a, uh, I don't know why you want to call it, a, uh, a secure environment that we could find as an investigator. It's, you know, a pot of gold to, uh, to know such uh, the details of the history of the family that lived there, the only family that lived there. You know, all the family's backgrounds and, uh, you know, everything about the house. And you've got documentation about what's been going on in the house since the 1930s. So as an investigator, it's a gold mine, and they're real yeah. open. You know, I've got cameras running before we before you called me, Shane. I have cameras. I was just watching cameras. I got cameras running in the house right now, and uh, with smoke. stuff happening on the camera. You know, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Well, now, now before we go on, now what was that placed? 
memory because I want to be one of the cool guys. I don't want to keep saying. Oh, oh, place memory. And let, let me just state that I am not one of the cool guys. Believe me, I was calling it. Oh, no, come on. Don't, don't be so humble. Before we came on the air, we told you you were one of the cool guys. I mean, if you got but, our... You know, I, I wouldn't say cool, <laughs> but I, I would definitely say most handsome. But, uh, <laughs> but cool, I don't know about that. Well, I got to be honest um, with you. It can be honest in this uh-huh. field of stuff. I I don't know. There's a whole lot of like Brad Pitt's running around. I don't think any of us. Are very, <laughs> I don't think any of us are very. Handsome. <laughs> yeah, there's very few of us. Very few. Very few. So uh, so you so you like are the resident investigator then for like the Merchant's House Museum. Is that kind of a fair assessment? Like you just they let you check it out all the time, or you're continually yeah. Um, you're right. They um, they have been like, like I said before. They had a bad experience with the uh, with the with the ghost hunter show. The, not necessarily the cast but the crew was real rough with the house and and uh, sort of you know when you when, when when you walk in the house you uh, it, I mean it's somebody's home and and I think it's a good idea to to act like that and uh, so and, and the museum staff loved the house. That's one of the one of the real sort of nice things uh, about the atmosphere down there is that everybody that works in the house just really loves the house. And uh, so when you walk in in the morning, you say good morning to the Treadwells and, and you don't swear, you don't say shit or anything like that. When you're there, you, you treat the house and the family with respect. And, and, and I think because of that is the reason why we get such positive results there. So, um, so, uh, you know, they were contacted after the show aired. they were contacted by, you know, every group in the tri-state area, and there were tons of them back then when the shows first came out. And uh, everybody that had an internet connection started a ghost hunting group, and and um, which was cool. And, and uh, but uh, but they turned everybody down. And, and I had written a letter um, before the show had aired, and they they had come across their desk. This is you know, it was a letter on paper that goes to let you know how long ago it was. It wasn't even an email; it was on paper, and and. Uh, and um, they, uh, it struck a chord for whatever reason, and, and uh, they invited me down, and I jumped through a lot of hoops, and I bought a lot of lunches, and and uh, and they allowed me to uh, to investigate there, and and um, and we've become I've become part of the family down there, which is a uh, um, a real feather in my cap because these are you know some of the top people that I know, and and uh, as far as just good people. So, uh, so the fact that they allow me in there and, and it, yeah, like Shane, to answer your question, pretty much whenever I feel like it and, uh, to do an investigation and, and, uh, do lectures and they let me use that when I'm promoting myself because, you know, you have to do that these days. And, and I'm able to say, you know, go to this accredited museum in New York city and speak to the curator or the director. If you want a little background on me and uh, they always, you know, say nice things about me, which is very generous of them. And, and uh, it's been a good, it's changed my whole mythology of uh, methodology of, of investigating working down there. And and I was very anti-medium and they're very anti-psychic. And I mean, I live in New York City. There are more psychos than psychics out there. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, it was because of the Merchant's House where I met a, a psychic medium and, and it changed my whole outlook on that. Uh, and, and now whenever I investigate, I absolutely have a medium with me. Um, all the time I work with different foundations on uh, medium certification and I bring them to the merchant's house and, and I know the merchant's house so well now I bring them and, and see what their impression is and are they just 
are they just repeating things that they read on the internet about the merchant's house or are they getting new new data and uh yeah it's, also it's an so you place. actually you actually use the house as a training ground for like psychic mediums sort of like to kind of uh, yeah i mean that's uh, yeah i guess i mean i've never thought of it as a training ground but that's uh, absolutely shane you're you're correct that's absolutely what i do um where, uh, you know, there's a, there's a foundation in New York called the Forever Family Foundation that, you know, somebody should try and get on the show. They work a lot with medium, cert, medium certification and, and, um, uh, and, you know, use my name. They're, they're really, really nice and become good friends. But uh, when, when they have a medium that they're sort of on the fence about or, or uh, uh, not really sure, they might have passed their certification process, but they're not really sure about it, you know, I'll bring them to the merchant's house and see how they do. And uh, or if I need a medium, uh, you know, if because uh, I want to bring mediums to the merchant's house that don't know that I'm taking them to the merchant's house. Um, but uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll reach out to the Forever Family Foundation and say, Do you have any names for me? Somebody that I can bring in, and uh, you know, I need a medium for this particular night. So, uh, so it's worked out. It's just win-win-win for everybody all, all around. It's great for the mediums to uh, flex their muscles and and get a workout in and, and it's good for the foundation and for myself and for the house ultimately. So yeah, yeah it's it, a training it, ground. I never thought it, of it like that. Well, cause it sounds like you have a very controlled type situation basically because yeah. there's only been the one family and you know that, you know, and who yep. else, you know, I mean, typically somebody that was, ignorant to where you were going, I would assume in New York City would just would probably think there's numerous families and people that would be associated with a resident. And but you you know the control that okay, these are the people and you've been investigating it so long that you obviously I, I mean, you've got to have, like you said, a, a huge catalog of of experiences just that you've had, right? I mean I mean, what do yeah, you think? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, I, I tell you one of my favorite stories about the Merchant's House, and, and uh, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a psychic or a medium or, or I'm not well, I'm, I'm a double ex, I'm a double extra large, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a medium yeah. either. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a medium, and I'm not a sensitive. You can ask any girl I've ever dated, you know, if he's sensitive or not, and he's not. And uh, so... Uh, so, um, but, uh, you know, the, the sort of what changed my mind on medium is, uh, is, um, what the deal is my very first investigation at the merchant's house and, uh, um, and had only been there walking the place maybe two or three times to meet with them and, and uh, everything, all my negotiation for the, for investigating there. Cause they were real hesitant to have somebody come in. So all the negotiations were offsite at you know, diners, buying lunches and dinners and, and different events in New York. But uh, um, finally they agreed to, to let me do an investigation with equipment. And, um, but the, uh, the, the caveat was that uh, I had to uh, perform a, or sponsor a 19th century seance the next night. I didn't know squat about 19th century seances. Turns out they're pretty much the same as 21st century seances. But, <laughs> but I didn't know anything about that. And uh, so I made some calls and I, I got three names from a, there's a town upstate New York called Lilydale and it's a spiritualist town. And I called them and, and got three numbers. And and uh, the only person that responded was a medium named Richard Scholler. And he is as well, 
He's a triple XL. He's like six foot seven. He's a giant guy. Hmm. Oh, geez. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And like 180 <laughs> pounds. He's a tall, thin guy. And, and uh, he agreed to do this investigation. Now, I had never investigated the merchant's house before. He didn't know me from a hole in the wall. He didn't know the merchant's house at all. And uh, he agreed to do this seance, which was very generous of him. And, and um, so I picked him up at Penn Station. I didn't tell him where he was going, so he couldn't do any research on it. Uh, the only question he asked me if, was, uh, was it a private home or a business? Which is a tough question to answer about the merchant's house, because it was a private home, and now it's a business. Right. And, um, Just say so yes. Like, say yes. Yeah. I, well, I said, why do you need to know, Richard? Because I was still skeptical about mediums i was ready to just you know destroy this guy and uh and he goes i just need to know what to wear you know is it going to be hot and, and i said well there's no air conditioning and it was in the summer so uh so he came dressed appropriately and and uh, i picked him up at penn station and i had the taxi drop us off a couple of blocks from the house and uh so he got out and he looked at me and he said nice try kiddo i said all right well well take me there and guys he walked me to the merchant's house and uh, uh, I'd never okay. been there before. Didn't know where he was going. He would stop at a corner and look both ways and, and you know, make the right turn. And, and uh, when we were about a half a block away from the merchant's house, he started running. He ran oh, up Mark. the steps of the stoop and pounded on the door and just ran. And he said, hi, I'm Richard, and just ran through the house. He said, Dan, this place is just exploding with spirit, and they're dying to talk to us. And uh, he did this. I guess it's a seance, you know, we were all sitting in a circle and, and, uh, you know, Richard was like, I don't know what a freaking 19th century seance is, but, uh, but we'll look, let's see what happens. And, uh, and he was connecting with people and he was, Richard's the kind of medium who doesn't say I'm speaking to somebody, you know, the letter D or the letter S or the letter J. Does that mean anything to anybody? This is a guy who would say, all right, I'm talking to a servant. Her name is Annie McNulty. She's from this town in Ireland. And she was living here um, these years. And we were able to go back to the New York Historical Society, check the census records when the address wasn't even the same back then. Um, and sure enough, there's Annie McNulty's name as a, as a servant in the merchant's house in the right town in Ireland in the right years that Richard said. So he was communicating. He was getting that information from somewhere. And for him, he was talking to one of the servants named Annie McNulty. That's and, amazing. Uh, and nobody... Nobody connected to the house knew the name Annie McNulty because who, you know, who goes back and looks at census records, you know? Right. And, so, uh, even, so even at the time he's saying this, you still don't know for sure if he. I didn't know who Annie McNulty was. Yeah. No, so I, didn't, I didn't so, know any. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't until you did research and you're like, holy crap, this guy, this guy was telling the truth. Yeah, well, it was. Um, during the investigation, he, uh, the, uh, the museum director, her name is Pi Gardner, P.I., and, uh, and that's her nickname. And I had only, I'd been introduced to her as Pi, I didn't know her name was Pi, her real name is Margaret. And, uh, and you I don't call her about that. And Richard, you don't call her 3.1419? Yeah, 3 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I call her every March 14th. And, uh, Pi <laughs> Day, right. And, um. She, uh, you know, Richard was saying such outrageous things during this investigation. I didn't know whether or not they were true. I, it was the first time I'd met him. And, and uh, he, uh, he, he said, you know, they want to thank Margaret for taking such good care of the house. Does that mean anything to anybody? And, uh, and everybody was like, 
that was connected to the house was like, yeah, yeah, it does. And, and I sitting there with a smile on her face and, and, uh, he talked about a, uh, a family, everybody in the family, when they would leave the house, they would take some furniture and they've got most of the furniture. They've located most of the furniture, but they were still looking for an S shaped red settee, like a little couch mm-hmm. uh, shaped in an S that was red. So, uh, so he said, they want to know about the S shaped, Red settee. He said, I don't know what that means. If that means anything to anybody, that's what they're wondering. So, you know, he concludes the uh, the um, seance. It was about an hour and a half. We had a good time, a lot of laughs. And I put Richard in a cab and, and send him, him back out to Long Island. And uh, and I go back to the house. And, you know, I want to be in good with these people because I want to I want to make this sort of like my home base. And, and um, so I talked to Pi. I go, Pi, what would you think? And she said, well, Dan, I don't know you. You know, I don't know you. I don't know Richard. Uh, I don't know if you told him where he was going because he had a lot of great facts about the house, but you could look that up on the Internet and, and uh, about names. She goes, I don't know if you told him where he was going or if he slipped or, you know, I don't know because I don't know you. She goes, but when he started talking about the red S-shaped settee, she goes, that, that was the clincher because nobody in the world knows and I was talking to somebody this afternoon in my office about an S-shaped red settee that we're looking for. She goes, it was just a conversation between me and somebody else. Nobody in the world knows about that. And he brought it up tonight of all days. So, uh, so she goes, he's the, I think he's the real deal. You're cool. You can come back here whenever you feel like it. And, you know, that was 14 years ago. So, uh, so yeah, you... was an amazing... So think about this. That's an amazing story. You had three names, okay? You had three names, and you picked the right one. Yeah. Because just think, yeah, if, you'd picked, if you'd have picked a different uh, somebody else, and they might not have been, you know, it might have yeah. been just a terrible experience. And and uh, Yeah, and, and Richard and I have stayed close, close friends. Um, he's He's one of the people, you know, we, before the pandemic, he, he was out on Long Island, but he sees people in the city. He does this for a living. He sees people on Wednesdays. So every Wednesday night, um, you know, we go out for Thai food. So, uh, so he's become a very close, close dear friend of mine. Uh, one of those people that after you hang out with him, you go, God damn, I gotta, I gotta hang out with him more often. How come I don't hang out with him more often? He's one of the good guys. So, uh, so, so yeah, it's been, it changed, that night changed my life. That phone call with Richard changed my life um, as far as investigating, as far as, you know, if I'm on a map, putting me on the map um, and, and having a place that I can call home and say, all right, you know, I'm a power lifter. And I was into, you know, doing that for a hobby for, for many, many years. And, and uh, I'd bring these big muscle heads. They'd see a picture of mine in the paper and go, what, what the hell are you doing? Is that you? I go, yeah, that's me. You know, big giant. You know, we're bench pressing 600 pounds. And, and, uh, and they go, is that real? I go, come on. So I'll bring them on an investigation. And they hear a door slam upstairs. They go, well, somebody's up there, right? I go, well, go take a look. And they're like, I'm not going up there by myself. And, and uh, so it's a place to bring people who don't believe in it. And, uh, you know, more often than not, they'll have experience that will change their mind. And to witness that is such a gift to watch somebody's mind be blown by uh, by something that they can't explain, it's just uh, you know it's gold, it's gold, man. Oh, it is, so, uh, yeah. It, so yeah. he is. Uh, so as a medium, then he is just mm-hmm. 
um, just in tune, like with the spirits and stuff that like he, so is there, I mean, there's a difference then between being a psychic and being a medium, but there's, right. but you can be both. And is he, right, well, every, every, every medium is psychic, but not every psychic is a medium. Um, meaning that uh, mediums need to have a psychic ability if they're going to, if they're going to connect with spirit. Um, psychics uh, can be psychic and have psychic experience, but not be able to connect with, with spirits. So not every psychic can be the medium between, uh, between somebody that's passed away and somebody that's living, but every medium who can do that has to be psychic because of the psychic experience. Right. And, uh, and, and this is where, this is where I bump into, this is why sometimes I don't get a lot of airtime because uh, on the show, I can't say Richard is talking to a spirit. I can't, I don't know it. You know, it's, it's what he says. And I'm not experiencing the same thing. I've been in a room with him and he says, Dan, you don't see her. And I go, Nope, I don't see her. And, uh, so I'm not having the same experiences. And, and um, so Richard is getting information. And, uh, and he's able to, to relay it to, to me or to anybody, and we can go and verify that and corroborate it. Um, I don't know how he's getting that information, and the way he perceives it, it's coming from a spirit. Uh, he did a quick little reading on me at one point, and uh, he was bringing up my grandmother, and, and um like I said early on, I said, you know, my grandmother moved in with my parents before I was born, so I was very close with my grandmother. And, and uh, so I was kind of like, oh, Richard's bringing that up. I might have talked to him about my grandmother. But then he started talking about my dad's mom, who, who wasn't a big part of the family for whatever reason. And, and, uh, and it kind of blew me away, the things he was saying, because he was right on. And, and uh, I said, well, Richard, you know, I'm part of my grandmother. You know, we, we share the same genetics. So I don't know if you're getting that information from me and, uh, and you're kind of perceiving it as her standing behind me, or are you really seeing her? He goes, I don't know, Dan, but I'm just telling you what I'm experiencing. So either way, it's freaking cool as hell. But, uh, so I can't say the medium is speaking to a spirit. I can just go back and, and verify the information that he passes along. So, uh, so, so I would love to say, and, you know, part of me believes he is speaking to spirit, but it would be irresponsible for me as an investigator to say, oh, he's definitely talking to a ghost. Because I don't know that, you know, I'm not right. experiencing what he's experiencing. Yeah, I mean, you're, and, right, uh, you're, you're right on there if I say, you know, he could be reading, like, like you said, either way, it's cool that he can either read yeah. your mind or he is talking to a ghost. Because even well, the first time you took him to the... Uh, to the Merchant House Museum, I mean, he literally could have been reading all you guys' minds, you know, and somebody right. in that room may have known who Ann McNulty was. Right. And, exactly. and just, exactly. you know what I'm saying? And, or it could, could be some kind of psychometry where he's touching something that Annie touched at one point, and that's how he's picking it up, which is a psychic phenomena, not yeah. necessarily mediumship, but a psychic phenomena. Uh, or a psychic ability, and uh, and that's how he's perceiving it. That's how his brain is putting things together, where he perceives the spirit. Because um, he's not lying when he says I'm talking to a spirit. I don't believe he's lying. I just don't know if he's actually speaking to a spirit. Um, Dan 
thinks, yes, he is, but then the paranormal investigator has to say, well, there are other ways that this could be happening, so let's explore them all and find out for sure. So, and mediums can be a little wary of that because, you know, if they have a great reputation as a medium and then they have a bad night, it could ruin their reputation. Like, Richard mm. doesn't want to be tested. He doesn't want to be certified because what if I'm having a bad day? Like, I'll call him up for an investigation. He'll come out and he'll go, Dan, you know, I'm just not feeling it today. You know, I'm not feeling it. And uh, I'm just an investigator tonight. I'm just going to hold a recorder and ask some questions. I can't... Uh, you know, Michael Jordan shot, what, 30% or 40% from the floor, maybe even less. He missed more than he made, and he's the greatest basketball player ever. So uh, right. so even the best have a bad day, you know. And and, uh, and I appreciate that about Richard. You know, he doesn't say, I'm, I'm right all the time. He says, I'm just getting information, and I'll give it to you. And you do with well, it what you will. So, I yeah. just got to tell you, I'm a terrible mailman every day. So, I mean, there's just no. <laughs> I, but at least I'm, consi- at least I'm consistent. But, uh, but as far as Richard goes, <laughs> if he's having a bad day, it may not be him. It may be the other parties involved. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like what, well, if, there's nothing, if there's nothing there to talk to, then how can he right. be, how can he, you know, communicate with anybody? You know? Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's an excellent point. That's a real, uh, Shane, I, 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 think, uh, I think we may be soulmates guys because that's a uh, that's a level-headed approach and, and that's what i appreciate and that's how i try to approach these things you know what if nobody's home you know right and uh you know you go, you go fishing and sometimes you don't get you get a bite and and uh so uh so yeah whether or not it's richard or just nobody's home we, we've learned through richard and some of the really excellent mediums that have that have passed through the merchant's house is that most of the phenomena that happens at the house um, comes from the servants who uh, who enjoyed their time working there. And uh, the family passes through and checks things out, and they understand what we're doing. Gertrude is there. They attribute most of the phenomena of the, the museum staff to Gertrude because she was the last one in the house and has a cool name, Gertrude Treadwell. And, and uh, <laughs> uh, if you're going to have a ghost in your house, you should be named Gertrude. And, and um, so... Uh, so uh, they attribute most of the phenomena to her, but from what I've learned from Richard is that, you know, the windows opening and closing and, and the things being, you know, moved around the house or the servants. And uh, so it's been, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been cool. And, and like you said, uh, Shane, sometimes they're not there, you know. And, uh, and I've noticed that the, the phenomena that I've experienced and the data that I've collected so just to pick right back up, what, right, right. Okay, so so sometimes they're not there. Where, right? Where do they go? Like, I mean, I know nobody knows, but where, right. like, where do you suppose the like? Could somebody haunt more than one location? Could some? Because if because I think the from talking to enough people, some of the train of thought is is that it spirits are just people who didn't want to pass over for whatever reason and like you said you know they like this place so where where do you suppose they go if they didn't pass over or is that something that maybe in your experience you believe something else like you believe that it's a haunting is something else entirely right um well as as far as the treadwells from what i've gleaned from these 
mediums I've brought in. Uh, the Treadwells had a couple of different properties, and and they had eight children. Uh, Gertrude being the only one that stayed uh, the house her entire life. Um, the three there were three sisters that lived in the house the last few years uh, of their lives. They moved back in, but uh, but everybody had moved on out of the house. The, the boys and the girls, except for Gertrude, the exception of Gertrude. So uh, so from what I can tell is Seabury, uh, Mr. Treadwell, and Eliza, his wife, Mrs. Treadwell, um, they, split, they split their time between their other properties. And uh, so they, they breezed through when they, uh, when, they, uh, when they feel like it. Because remember, a spirit can be anywhere uh, he or she wants to be just by thinking of it. They're not bound by, you know, the same... The same uh, the same things that we are, they can, they can just travel at will. So, uh, so I've, cause I've asked that question, you know, when you're not here, where are you? They're like, Oh, we're, we're at our place in New Jersey and, uh, Rumson, New Jersey, where Mr. Bruce Springsteen lives. And, um, Nate, are you name dropping time, like on purpose or yeah. do you hang out with again? the boss? Do you, are you name dropping? Cause you hang out with the boss or what? What's now I wish a big fan, but, uh, <laughs> I wish, um, dude, you think he's hanging out with me? I'm hanging out in haunted houses, man. I don't know. Hey, you never know. That's I mean, a different level made, of cool, man. That might be his thing, man. I mean, think about think about the ghosts that he would draw. Like, uh, you know, like Buddy Holly might show up. Uh, Elvis. Oh, uh, I mean, can you Janis Joplin? I mean, Jimi mm-hmm. Hendrix. I mean, come on. See, now I'm, I'm going to send a letter. As soon as we hang up, I'm going to send the boss a letter and try and get him out there to see what happens. That's actually a cool thing to test out, actually, and, and you know, to get a celebrity and see if they can attract this another celebrity. Oh, man. Oh, wow. See, now, now, you got me, now you got me thinking. Now you got me thinking. Um, <laughs> well, have you, have you ever... Distracted. Thanks, man. I'm completely distracted. <laughs> um, I'm not going to get any sleep tonight, and uh, I'm going to call my celebrity friends and try and get them to come to the merchant's house. There you go. Well, think about somebody... Fame. I mean, man, if a good, if a spirit can just go wherever, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, couldn't that? Wouldn't you? That definitely. Wouldn't they want to see somebody? Maybe they were a fan of, if they were right, uh, or respected, or something. I, I don't know. Right. I mean, he's almost. And, you know, I hate to say this, but he's almost going to have to play guitar a little bit and sing. I mean, that's just a given, <laughs> right? <laughs> So have you ever tried to um, go and investigate one of their other properties to see? No, if you I can... haven't. Yeah, I, I want to so bad. I want to. But because because those properties have changed hands, one of the houses in, in New Jersey burned down. Um, it's it's near impossible. I mean, the. The closest I could get would be uh, to go out and investigate the cemetery where Seabury and, and Eliza are buried, which is out on Long Island. And and that kind of investigating cemeteries and battlefields, uh, you know, I, I sort of draw the line there. I'm, I'm not a big, uh, you know, I think that's a little disrespectful. And that's just my opinion. You know, I know people want me to go investigate Ground Zero, and it's just, you know, oh geez! Oh. Not something that uh, I'd be interested in doing. But uh, so even when even when you were, even when you were in Gettysburg, yeah. there you didn't go to the 
you didn't go and do any, I mean, you went and visited probably, but you didn't go and try to, try yeah, to do Yeah, no, any. you know, there, there's, a, there's a place in Gettysburg called the, uh, oh, shit, what's the name of it? Uh, Devil's Den. And, uh, and apparently when, uh, when you go there late at night and the, the, the battlegrounds close, the, the park closed, I think, at dusk or, you know, eight or nine o'clock. And, uh, and I went out one night and had some drinks and said, I'm going to, if you go to Devil's Den, you watch stops and you can see apparitions. So I, I snuck onto the battlefields and, and made my way to Devil's Den and, and, uh, and was hoping for an experience. And it's funny, I was, I was climbing through Devil's Den as all rocks. And, uh, and I was climbing up and I guess I was a little loud and I heard somebody gasp. And, uh, and it scared the crap out of me. And, and he was an investigator as well. We scared the crap out of each other. I said, did your watch stop? He's like, no, did yours? I said, no, mine didn't. But, uh, but yeah, I wouldn't properly go in and do an investigation at a, at a battleground. I, I, again, I try not to judge too much. Uh, if you want to go do that, that's your bag. It's not mine. And, and I know people have had great experiences in Gettysburg on the battlefields, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm happy to see what they patched, but uh, it's just I don't think anything would would work out for me because I just think it's not a good idea for me. So uh, and that and that may and that may yeah I mean that may play I mean if everybody's I mean I think everybody's probably got a little bit of a psychic or medium type well, of ability in them. 100%. And if you if you went out thinking that this was a bad idea to go out yeah. you may not be open to seeing or experiencing anything too i mean yeah um, I, I i agree with you a hundred percent a hundred percent and i've i've seen that in action you know i've i've gone out on investigations that i just i wasn't into doing that night and uh and it's a bad experience for me and and nothing will happen um and then you know we, we go out you know like you guys seem like cool guys and you come to new york we'll go to the merchant's house i bet you we would have a great time and we would be able to experience some phenomena. And um, I'm just going to tell you right now, where, where do you got those cameras placed that you're watching them? In your apartment? Um, I, I use these uh, these cameras. They're really cool. They're, they're inexpensive. The Wise and, cameras? Uh, but, but what I'm saying yeah, is... Exactly. Where, yeah, exactly. Those, those, those YI cameras. Yeah, and, we have, uh, we have some great. of those too. Yep. Yep. So, so what I'm saying is, where where do you watch? Are those like you, in your apartment? You can watch them, or in your oh uh, yeah. I mean, they're, I, I I get the alerts on my phone, and then uh, they, that that company has a desktop application, mm-hmm. and uh, and okay, um, so, I can, so I, can you... I can review the video on my desktop. But I've also got we've also have these sort of specialized cameras. These uh, Photon multipliers and and you know I work with a like a legit scientist who creates this stuff. So he's got he doesn't even call them cameras, but he's got these sensors that'll collect a single photon. And uh, so when his camera gets a hit or an alert that it collected something, I can go back and make sure on my camera the the, the e cameras that nobody was walking through the room, nobody put the lights on. You know I can uh, I can back up what his sensors are picking up. By uh, by the cameras that I have, so uh, well that's well so, that's what and, I'm you know, saying. I check them is... out all the time. I get alerts all the time, and, and I'm mm-hmm. always looking. So, well, I'll hold your phone and watch the phone while you and Jason go into the house because I'm a total chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a total chicken. Are you really? 
Yeah, that's why he didn't know anything about the cameras that we have. He had no idea because he's scared to go wow. on an investigation. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not super scared, but I mean, the couple, I mean, I've seen a couple go, I've seen a ghost twice. Okay. I uh, didn't know they were ghosts though at the time. It wasn't right. until, it wasn't like I was out investigating at night or anything like that. They were, they were both in broad daylight where I yeah. assumed yeah. I saw a person and kind of interacted right. With the one with the one person, and, and it wasn't until I started asking about, well, where's that person? Well, there's nobody here. You know, the other people. Right. I was like, ah, oh, okay. Then I just saw somebody that wasn't <laughs> here, and uh, right. So I don't know. See, that's the thing is, I know it's like when I hear the the Bigfoot guys talk, and mm-hmm. people doubt them, and they're saying, well, look, I you can doubt me. I saw something. I know there's Bigfoot. Okay. Well, yeah, I saw a couple things that have that weren't real people, so I know there are ghosts. So, right. so I go and you go into one of those places, and you're like, okay, now you know I know these things exist. Now I'm really going to looking for them. What am I going right. to? What am I going to find now that I'm looking? So it kind of gives me. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're, you're, you're exactly the kind of person I would want to bring on an investigation with me because, because you've had those experiences and, and for whatever reason, you know, you, your body and your, your, your mind picked up on that and not everybody can. So you're almost, you know, you know, certain, in certain ways, type of medium, um, so, so I would want you to bring, I'd bring anybody who says they've had an experience. I say, well, then come with me on an investigation because you've already had experience. And, and, uh, and Shane, you said everything correct. You said, you know, I didn't know I was talking to a ghost because it looked like a person. Because you're not seeing something in the room. You're seeing, again, something psychically. So, so they're going to look like a person. And, uh, and, and uh, I mean, and most phenomena happens during the day because what ha- what's going on at night? We're sleeping. So, so you have more experiences. Obviously, you have to be awake to have the experience. And so you're having more experiences during the day. And uh, so you said everything right. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was talking to you on the phone and didn't know you, um, you said everything right. And, you know, you would be the person that I would want to bring. Um, yeah, that doesn't make sorry, me feel any. Sorry. That doesn't make me feel any better. Out of luck, Jason, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't make me feel any better though. It just because. <laughs> well, you're part it's of an a... exclusive club, and that's a good thing. I've never seen a ghost. I know? tried to tell him. Well, I tried to say he should feel special. I'm telling it's a yeah, gift. The, the last, the last one, well, the second one. I, I can only say that I've seen something twice. The last one, I mean, it was just last summer, and I go, there's this, um, oh, it's like a market. It's like a German market in our town. Our town's like, mm-hmm. calls itself the Bratwurst capital of, of America or the world or whatever. And there's this German mm-hmm. German market, and, I mean, I walked in. It's, it's noon. The place is packed. I'm looking straight back to where, I'm, I'm just going in to use the restroom. I'm on the mail route. And... I'm looking and I see this. I I mean, I just thought it was a person in the back hallway walk into the men's restroom. I, I'm looking. I walk straight into the men's restroom and I walk around I, expecting somebody to be at the urinal. There's only one urinal 
a stall in a sink. And I look and I'm like, oh, great. There's nobody in here. You know, like (laughs) I just saw I just saw somebody walk in there and there's nobody in there. Now, I couldn't have told you from when I saw that, like what it was. But I went back up to the counter, you know, because it's the town, you know, you know, everybody. And I said to the cashier, I said, hey, I said, uh, I, I, go, I think I saw somebody, something back there. And she goes, she just grinned at me. She goes, oh, really? And I go, yeah. And she goes, hmm. Well, <laughs> well, she wouldn't say it. Well, I know the owners, their sisters and their grandpa was the original guy car louis carley and he was a mailman he'd get off his mail route wow yeah he was a mailman mailman. he'd get off his mail route and he'd go cut meat then you know in the evening for the next day and his wife and everybody ran the market and his maybe his brother or whatever but but uh, but yeah they said he they know he's roaming around every now and i'm like oh boy well maybe he had to go to the bathroom I don't know, <laughs> but, but I would have known, I would have known if I hadn't walked back into the bathroom, I'd have just thought somebody walked back there and you know, it was crowd, it's crowded and everything. And it could have been completely possible that, and I would never have thought anything about it. I would have got my lunch and left, but because I walked back in there and I didn't see anybody walk out and I didn't see anybody and there wasn't anybody in there. I'm like, okay, this is. Wow. You know, that's a, and then they confirmed what I feared was, yeah, it was probably him just, you know, because the bathroom comes from the back of the restaurant, right. you know, back of the meat, you, that it's the little hallway there. And it's like, oh boy, right. <laughs> you know, like, that just, okay. that could be a route, you know, that he was taking, you know, during his lifetime. And well, and, but he, uh, but he didn't because the restaurant, the restaurant or the market was on the other side of the parking lot and burnt down. And then they built this wow. other one on the other side of the parking lot <laughs> on the other side. So it's the same area, you know, but, wow. and it's where his family then worked and stuff forever and still do. But it's, yeah, it's so that, so because I have seen a couple things, but it's like, Oh boy, you know, <laughs> you know, they're out, you know, they're out there. And it's real. Yeah. It's a real thing. And you're like, man, if I'm really looking, what am, what am I gonna come across? You know. Right. And that's the. And I'm and I'm a big scaredy cat. So you know, like we're <laughs> like we're supposed to go Saturday. We're supposed to go Saturday. And I haven't told Jason this, but we're supposed to go with the the hosts of the Paranormal Road podcast and Amy Boo, who's a who's a uh, nationally known big re- foot researcher close to outside of Cleveland, Ohio, there's a some, reportedly a, a Bigfoot or they think in the woods around this campground. And we're going to go up to do an investigation. Well, the paranormal road host, David Hensley just texted me tonight and said last night they heard a tree being ripped out of the ground. And wow. I said, I said, listen, man, if you're, if we're going up there and you get me killed, I'm going to come back. And, I'm going to come back and haunt you as the Hat Man because he had an experience with a with an entity called the Hat Man. He said so. So because I know all this, I, I'm pretty sure all this stuff's real, 
So, I, look, I'm going to take it to my full advantage, and I'm going to haunt somebody when it comes down to it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm going to have a field day when I finish that, man. <laughs> I, you know, maybe I can haunt my ex-wife like she haunts me. Oh, I'm gosh. Just, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> so, 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 let's get serious for a moment. So, Dan, so Dan what's, what do you consider the best... Because I mean, I think the benchmark. Everybody's like, okay, do you get a picture? Do you got a, you got EVPs? Do you get, you know, what's the best proof that you could show somebody that you yourself have been a part of uh, capturing? Um, great question. Um, you know, some of the EVP that I've collected, uh, especially at the merchant's house, has been pretty compelling stuff. Um, we've uh, We've, um, you know, been there so many times, and, uh, you know, we, we can ask questions directly to members of the family. And, and uh, I, I like, when I go on an investigation, I like to also, I like to bring a medium, and I like to bring somebody who's never been on an investigation. And, um, and it's just a different energy, and it seems to, it seems to work out. And I brought a friend of mine, Holly, uh, on a, uh, an investigation, and she had, uh, we were in Mr. Treadwell's room, Seabury's room, the, the person that bought the house um, back in uh, 18, 1835. And he, uh, she asked if he knew how to play the piano. People had reported, we have recorded the piano uh, music in the house when nobody's playing the piano. Um, and uh, we got an answer that says, I strike the keys in succession. And it's a man's voice. Obviously, we can't tell if it's Seabury, but he... He answered a question directed at Seabury and, uh, and answered a, a question about playing the piano, you know? So it was a direct interaction. Now, uh, that's a great clip, and uh, it's amazing. If somebody had sent that to me and I didn't know them, I would think it was fake. He goes, it's easy to fake this stuff. So, uh, so, so something like that um, is pretty amazing. But... I am really now all about mediums and, and the, the ability that these people have to, to get this information that there's no way that they could know. Uh, you know, I've heard stories where from, from Lloyd Auerbach, who's the, the grand poobah of, of paranormal investigators and, and my mentor and, and gratefully a, a, become a close friend, um, he, uh, he has a story where he's interviewing a young boy who, uh, who ha is having an apparitional experience on a daily basis where he's seeing an old woman who's become friends with him. And Lloyd is asking questions to this woman through this boy and, and his family. And uh, he's sitting next to an empty chair that he said she's sitting in, and he gets a phone number and is able to call a nursing home where this woman's uh, brother is living and to verify. I mean, how does that happen? You know, that's that is, amazing. I mean, that's, oh, <laughs> oh my yes, goodness. I mean, that's, that's irrefutable. <laughs> yes, know? absolutely. The, the problem with science, well, not the problem with science, the reason science sort of, um, and it's changing now, but, uh, but you can't do that every day. And science for it to be scientific. It's got to be repeatable. And, uh, it's got to be repeatable, exactly. That's right, Jason. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, uh, so it, that doesn't happen every day. You know, you, you read some of the uh, 
some of the things from the Rhine Research Center where they have people, you know, uh, doing the Zenner cards, you know, like in Ghostbusters, the first scene in Ghostbusters. <laughs> and the guy will get 200 and 250 of those right in a row. And, uh, but he can't do it the next day. So science throws it out. Like he got lucky 250 times in a row. But um, so, so, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, the evidence that I get from mediums really has changed my mind and, and, uh, and, and it blows me away. But I've got photographs that I've sent out to, to uh, digital forensic people and I had a close friend of mine to digital forensic analyst and he can listen to the EVP and verify that it falls within the human voice range and it was coming from the room and it's not anybody else that was speaking during the investigation. So when I'm doing an EVP session, uh, we would all talk. This way we have a fingerprint, a voice nah, of yeah. the people in the room. Mm -hmm. And then you get an anomalous voice uh, that doesn't match any of those voice prints. So, you know, you've got an anomalous voice. Does that mean it's a ghost? No. Because um, you could certainly have somebody walking around with us, and, uh, and I'd point at them at the right time to answer the right question, and then he's the only anomalous voice because he hasn't spoken the entire night except for when I told him to. So, so, you know, you have to be a little skeptical when I get this stuff and, and I want people to be skeptical of the stuff that I collect. But, uh, but, but the stuff that I can't figure out is the medium stuff where these guys get this information that, that there's no way they should know. And they do. And, uh, and, you know, when Richard tells and I can go back and check it out, or I watch people's expression going, oh, my God, that's, he's talking about, you know, my family member. And that's a message, that's an absolute message from my family member. And, and uh, I've watched people just break down in front of Richard that stood there in front of him with their arms crossed saying, there's no way you can do this. And he'll rattle off a couple of things going, you know what, well, your father's telling me that when you were a young boy, you used to like to do this and you played with this and people just break down and go, how did you know that? How do you know that? So uh, oh, there's, there's so no way I want to, there's, there's no way yeah. I want anybody talking to my dad. I would just be, I mean, I would shrink into that eight year old kid now. Like, sorry, <laughs> dad. Sorry. I did me. Oh man. It's funny. <laughs> You know, Dan, I'm telling you, that uh, Merchant House Museum is the litmus test yeah. for any any medium. Yeah. I, that's I, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I will it say really the one is. I will say the one exciting thing the most exciting thing I've experienced tonight is that we mentioned the opening scene to both Ghostbusters one and two. Yeah, you're absolutely that right. That is yeah. what <laughs> that, that, is, that is pretty impressive, man. That is pretty impressive. So, so let's um, because we want everybody listening to go and check out the TV show. Oh, absolutely! Why, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about the TV show? What its premise is? I mean, it's pretty hard to figure out. Uh, by the title, Paranormal <laughs> Caught on Camera. But anybody that can't, anybody can't figure it out, you don't need a medium to know what this show is about. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, you don't need a medium so, for that. <laughs> and uh, it just maybe how you got involved and how, like, maybe some behind-the-scenes stuff. and. Um, 
because sure, sure. Jason uh, and I are film veterans. We understand the behind the scenes <laughs> stuff. So, so maybe for the for the people that don't, just for, for the novices, for the for the, yeah. for the uncool kids. My <laughs> IMDb my IMDb page isn't as good as yours, Dan. But it, you know, it's close. It's I, a fledgling. It's I a fledgling account. Even, uh, <laughs> oh, of course uh, you have one. I mean, I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like. Uh, what was the one show? Uh, I got. I was. I was gonna. I'm, I, now that we're talking about, it, I'm just gonna ask you what you, what yeah. your role was in this. Uh, let's see, right, law right. and Law and Order. The episode of Law. Oh and Order. my God! Well, listen. If, if you're an actor living in New York City, you have done a couple of episodes of Law and Order. I've done uh, a few episodes, and, and uh, I don't keep up my eye. I'm bad at that. I'm. I'm. I'm that at the uh, the business part of the acting stuff and, and uh, but uh, yeah if you live in New York eventually you're going to end up on Law and Order at some point and uh, you know I was I was a um, a guy that found the body you know in the, the, the first team and and I've been uh, I've been I've been a bad guy I've been a cop a couple times and and uh, yeah yeah Law and Order they're fun they're fun and they. You know, I still get residuals from from my Law and Orders, which is cool. I was just gonna ask if you got residuals. That's fantastic. I got one for like six bucks last week. It was awesome. (laughs) Hey, never, never look a gift uh, television. No, no, you know, I cash those things. It's just uh, I cash them quick, man. Cash and quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did you? Now, was it one of your stints on Law and Order that got you the gig on Paranormal Caught on Camera, or despite no, uh, despite your? I got, uh, I got that. Um, you know, uh, living in New York, and and uh, and I guess if you Google paranormal investigator or ghost person or whatever, you know, my name pops up in New York City as well as like Brian Cano and and some of the other guys on the show. And, uh, and it was just a random email, you know, one I've gotten, you know, you get lots of these emails about shows and every show is going to be the next big show. And you just go, yeah, okay, whatever. And, and I hate, uh, to, I hate to break it, it to you, but, uh, Dan, but Jason and I have never gotten any of those emails, but <laughs> no, it's okay. They seem to <laughs> elude a, our email okay. box. <laughs> are you, are, Jason, are you checking our email? Oh yeah, that's right. I'm checking once a week. <laughs> Okay, so you got so you got an you got an email. Well, but you you guys will you guys will because uh, you you're putting together a good show and this is I'm having fun and and uh, and uh, your name will get out there. It's, you know, I'll do my best to promote you guys because I think you guys are cool and, and this is a great service you're doing for people. So uh, so uh, so you uh, hopefully you will get those emails soon. Well, I appreciate um, that, but there will not be a $6 check in the mail next week, just so you know. And <laughs> <laughs> ain't that much more. But, uh, but, but you know, they sent an email saying, would you, would you be willing to uh, come on a show? And we, we've got this show that we're, we're, we're hoping to get out there. And it's going to be um, uh, viewer submission clips and uh, or, you know, YouTube clips. They're going to go out and find the people that uploaded them and, and uh, we're going to put together uh, a group of panelists who will give their opinion on uh, on the clips, and and uh, and they range from you know UFO clips and Bigfoot clips and cryptozoology, um, you know, uh, 
ocean monsters, sea monsters, and and ghosts, apparitions, poltergeist stuff. And and I, you know, I only answer, uh, I only comment on the ghost stuff. I'm I don't know enough about the other subjects to. Uh, um, again, I, I don't think it would be appropriate for me to to speak on UFOs when there's so many other people who know so much more about that subject than I do. Um, so I just talk about the ghost stuff. And then, uh, you know, I, I shot a couple of episodes with them and, uh, and they're, they're the production company, uh, meeting house productions are, are, they're so nice. They're so cool and so laid back. And, you know, we shoot the, uh, we shoot in a studio <laughs> on 26th street and, uh, and all the panelists, we sort of overlap. So, you know, my session might be from four to six. And uh, and Brian Cano might be from six to eight, so I'll bump into him, and and uh, so it's it's, it's kind of cool, and and, uh, and and it's been a lot of fun. It's been a positive experience, and and I've gotten the opportunity to uh, to to make new friends like you guys, and and uh, and and get my name out there, and to drum up some investigations. I got an email um, today from from somebody in New Jersey who watches the show, and. Uh, and, you know, would like me to come out and investigate the house. And it sounds like they have legit phenomena, not just, you know, um, I'm kind of a buff and, and saw your name on the show. I want you to come out on a field trip. Um, but uh, but it seems like they've got real concerns and and uh, and some pretty, pretty interesting phenomena from from what they've told me. I haven't seen any video clips or photographs or recordings, but uh, but it's been a real positive experience. And um, and I, I'm grateful and you know, every time I, when I don't hear from them, I start to get concerned. Going, oh man, they figured it out and they're bouncing me out of this. But uh, <laughs> but they've been uh, but they've uh, they've been really cool with me and cool with everybody. So it's been a it's been a real a real positive experience, and it's amazing how many people watch the show. It's it's uh, you know, I had a buddy of mine who was down in Miami with his wife, and she was getting her nails done. And she said, you know, she said to the text going, I think I just saw Dan on TV talking about ghosts, you know, <laughs> getting their nails done in Miami. So, uh, I, I, um, I mean, like I told you the other day, I, it's, it's hard to gauge today versus 30 years ago. Okay. Right. What the popular most, most watch stuff on television is. But right. when I mentioned this show, everybody's like, Oh yeah, I, I watched that show. I watched that show. It's like, man, this should be the most popular TV show on TV for as many people that claim, that claim that they watch it, you know. And I don't know what the numbers or anything are, but it seems like it is something that people really, uh, really dig, you know. I think once they discover it, you know, they kind of, it's kind of cool. It's funny. Everybody's got a story, you know. Everybody's yes. got a. Uh... Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a ghost story, which is, it's, you know, it's great at a party when people find out what you do because um, everybody's got a story, and it's sort of silly. And you know, if I'm out talking to you know a, a pretty girl, the last thing I bring up is that you know I look for ghosts, and you know, hey, last night I spent the night in a morgue, you know, and and um, so uh, so I don't bring it up that much. But when it, if it does come up, it's so surprising to me that everybody. It has an experience. Oh, really? You look for ghosts? Oh my God! I, you know, this happened to me, you know, a couple of years ago, and and uh, so it's neat. And you know, if there's ever a long conversation, I, because I was <laughs> otherwise a pretty boring guy, I throw that out there. Oh, by the way, and and, uh, 
and you know see what happens. But, I, uh, I believe yeah, that. Yeah, everybody. I, I believe that that even even though a lot of people may not admit that they believe in oh, yeah. ghosts or anything like that, but I believe that, and especially in today's day and age, a lot of people resonate with the topic. That's yeah. why they watch it because there's, like you said, they had some kind of experience. They may have explained it away or something. Or they're just curious, but they, it resonates with people nowadays. Yeah, and and it's you know, it's almost like we're almost programmed to uh, to be interested in it because when you're little, you know, you're always looking under the bed, and you know, and night lights because you're afraid of the dark and you're afraid of what you don't understand. Yes, and uh, and and that's thrilling, and that mm-hmm. carries over, and and it's almost nostalgic and. You know, when I'm talking to somebody or if I bring somebody on an investigation, you know, they always say, uh, almost to the person, you know, oh, my God, I wish I could have done this when I was little. And when I was little, I always <laughs> wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it really is, is, it connects with people on, a, I don't want to say a primal level, but uh, but but it's it's really ingrained in us. And, and, you know, people have been having experiences since there have been people. Yes. And uh, whether it's paranormal or not, you know, thunder and lightning at one point was paranormal. So we figured out what it was. And uh, I mean, it was paranormal much longer than normal. So um, so maybe we'll figure out all this stuff in the future and it won't be considered paranormal. I don't even like that word. I, I just when, you know, I talk about <laughs> well, paranormal. I say stuff we haven't figured out yet. You know, yeah, we'll figure right. it out eventually. Yeah. And well, then it will be the normal. That's all there is I to will, it. Right. <laughs> I will say if they would, if the travel channel and the history channel would have been around when I was nine, my head would have exploded. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'd never right get out of the house. Like, I couldn't. I wouldn't have known. I. It's just it. It is amazing, and I do think, you know, like you said, once the TV show started, like Ghost Hunters and stuff, people became a lot more accepting of the idea. Maybe not so accepting of, well, I'm going to tell my story, but they came a lot more open-minded about, okay, right. I'll, I'll entertain this a little bit more. Um, yeah, no, but, no, you know, a lot of, a lot of investigators, especially when, when the first shows, shows first came out, and I met Jason and Grant, they're cool guys, you know, they're not bad guys at all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, they're plumbers. And, I mean, they're plumbers, right? I mean, what yeah, I think us. they started out they're as they're plumbers, us. didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Roto I mean, Roto guys. I mean, come on. Right, exactly, exactly. And and uh, and I know a lot of people kind of you know crapped on the show and said that's not how you do it. And it's not. You know, I don't do investigations in the dark. You know, that's what if something happens, you're not going to be able to see it. And uh, and so so I know a lot of people knocked it, and uh, you know, with I guess some good reason. But I think a lot of that was, was more out of bitterness and resentment. Um. But uh, but really, you know, they they, I I certainly wouldn't be on paranormal caught on camera if not for ghost hunters. You know, they I pioneered the way, and yeah, mm-hmm. and and uh, so so they've done a lot of good, and they really uh, let people know, you know, a great number of people know that there are people like us, paranormal investigators, out there willing to come and investigate your house if uh, you know, and let them know who to call. <laughs> to, to <laughs> <reference or something. laughs> oh jeez. 
that there's well, people out there. So, uh, what, so, so, what so, so they've done some good. What is your okay? So you, you're talking about you know getting the video clips. So get it, I thought of a couple questions. So yeah, so you do get to see everything that comes through on the show. You just choose which ones you feel like you can uh, comment on professionally. Well, the, or, the way it works, I'll get a uh, I'll get an email, uh, a document with links to all the clips for each episode. And they'll be broken down into ghosts and apparitions or uh, UFOs. And, and I watch them all. And uh, it takes up a lot of time. Um, I watch them all, but I'm only comfortable talking about the ghost stuff. So, uh, but I do watch them all. And if I do see something that I feel I can comment on, you know, I do. And, you know, when we're shooting, we'll just do the ghost clip. There'll be maybe eight clips. And I'll say, hey, you know, to the producer that I'm speaking to, that working with, I'll say, hey, you know, can we, I, I can talk about, you know, this particular, you know, clip because I was really into the Loch Ness Monster and I've read a lot about that and I've got some insight about that. I'm like, okay, great. So, uh, so as far as, you know, uh, I'm, I'm definitely doing all the ghost stuff and uh, if there's something that, uh, that uh, I feel is appropriate for me to comment on, they'll allow me to do that, uh, which is, again, you know, cool of them and, and, uh, you know, sometimes it makes the air, sometimes it doesn't. And it seems like they're looking for a uh, uh, an interesting, because again, it's a TV show, it's got to be interesting, and, and they want uh, an interesting take on something or a good sound bite and, uh, to, to go along with a clip. So, uh, so um, yeah, 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 they're, they're cool. I mean, the producers and the production company have been great and, and real... Uh, uh, generous and and malleable with me. Well, they'll let me, uh, you know, and 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 all the other panelists as well. They'll work around our schedules and and uh, you know, I shoot a lot on Thursdays, so uh, so uh, so you know, they they work around the schedules, which are great. Well, that's I mean, that's that is the beautiful thing about technology is being you know, it's a, probably got to be a lot easier to. Do the do that sort of show in particular? Because I did you say you're yeah. like doing some of it at home now? In fact, well, yeah, of... because because of this terrible uh, pandemic and and uh, the COVID nineteen, especially in New York, oh, yeah. production was shut down, and and uh, so they were, uh, you know, they could have easily just said, you know, all right, we'll wrap it up, and when this is done, we'll uh, we'll start back up again. But uh, they sent. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, the equipment to be able to shoot this from home. And, um, which is, you know, amazing. It's amazing. It so, uh, so, you know, when I'm shooting, I, my kitchen turns into a little, you know, production, uh, uh, facility and, and, uh, and I'm able to, uh, to do the same exact thing. Uh, it's, I, I miss me being in the same room with the guys, but, uh, but we're, we're able to do the same thing remotely, which is uh, which is really nice of them, and 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 it's great to keep the show going. Uh, people really like the show, and I think the third season started Sunday or Monday. And, and oh yeah, uh, Sunday, I watched it. Sunday, right? I, I, I was. Yeah, it was pretty good. Except I think I think I what it. these shows are doing now to really screw with all of us that set stuff on our DVRs <laughs> is they're putting they're putting new 
before every episode, uh, whether it's a new episode or not. This was like like it was recording it tonight, you know, like wow. paranormal. It was recorded, and I'm like, wait a second, two new episodes in the same, and it's one from like two years ago. I'm like, come on, wow. I don't, you know. <laughs> but I, that's a bit, they can they can they can take you know a couple of clips from episode one, a couple of clips from episode two, and make a whole new episode. Oh, and uh, but but in reality, if that's the worst thing that happens to me is somebody screws with what's on my DVR, then hey, you know, I got like 90 episodes of Seinfeld on there, so I guess I shouldn't right. play. Okay. Yeah, that's, so, the first word, that's the first word problem if I ever heard one, man. My DVR is getting filled up. Yeah, it keeps recording stuff I've already seen. Believe that. <laughs> How do you get somebody to the bring... day, man? How do you yeah. get to the day? <laughs> so, so, um, so one last question, and then we'll, sure. we'll wrap it up, because I know you got to get up Early, you know, you might just stay up, up and go to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what? So what is the best clip, spirit or ghost-wise, that you've seen on the show? And what is the best clip, not ghost-wise, that you've seen on the show that you're like, oh my god, that that's that mm-hmm. really happened. Go. Um, there's a clip coming up. Uh, I believe it's in the third season, and it is a uh, it's a little boy who is playing with his mom's phone while she's cooking, and uh, I think he's outside. And it was on Mother's Day, and it was a year after his grandmother passed away. And um, the little boy, you know, he's just playing around with the camera, and he's in selfie mode, taking a selfie and. And uh, it's in video mode. And he catches his grandmother next to him. And it looks like her. The mom, you know, uh, after the fact, was going through her phone, looking at all the images that her son had collected, and came across that and freaked out and showed her other son, saying, did you mess around with this? And and uh, and. She sent uh, she sent this video to the to the to the show, and she sent pictures of the grandmother to the show, and it's her, it's her, and uh, that uh, and, and it being a grandma, you know, I was close with my grandmother, and and uh, it really hit home for me. But it's something that you know, when you watch enough clips, uh, not just on the show, but in, in my in my personal life, you watch enough of these clips. Uh, I don't want to say I'm an expert. There's no experts, but. Uh, but you do get a feel of what rings true, and 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 this one rang true for me, and uh, and blew me away. And I, I got goosebumps right now thinking about it. Um, yeah, so thank you. You gave them to me too. You gave them to me too yeah. when you said that. Yeah, that just that yeah. sounds amazing. I mean, wow. Yeah, it's gonna be really cool, and and uh, and um, yeah, yeah. Where do you see it? Uh, and and you know, respond to me. Let me know what you think of that clip when you when you finally see it. It was a good one for me, and and then non-ghost related, um, you know, some of the UFO stuff is real interesting to me. That's a subject I wish I knew more about. Um, particular clip, there was uh, uh, I, I forget what season it was, but uh, but there was a triangle-shaped uh, UFO that somebody had filmed, and uh, and it's again one of those things where it just Something about it just said, "Well, that's legit. That's that's for sure legit." Um, 
and and you know that kind of stuff is just you know that's why I appreciate these shows and I watch them because uh, I love seeing seeing stuff that especially if I'm um, you know the ghost stuff I get a little critical about but uh, but the other stuff I can kind of sit back and enjoy and, and go wow man that's a that's amazing that's amazing so uh, so yeah I did a grandma clip and and uh, a few seasons back this triangle UFO really really kind of. Uh, blew me away well i think um i think you probably gave everybody listening goosebumps about the grandma clip and i will encourage everybody to go check that because it's got to be it wasn't in the first it wasn't in the first episode so it's got to be coming no. up make sure to go check that out and and hopefully all our listeners will weigh in on that one too oh that yeah kind of cool to hear yeah, I, would love, I would so. love to hear what they what they thought well, Dan, is uh, it has been absolutely fantastic having you on tonight. Uh, indeed, I'm so glad I got indeed. got a hold of you. And uh, is there anything that you want to tell the listeners if they, you know, other than come check you out on the show? Is there, um, you know, anything you want to kind of throw out there that they can um, email yeah, you would, something I or? I would tell, yeah, I mean, of course, you know, Dan at SturgisParanormal.com, you want to send me an email, that'd be great. Um, but uh, but go to the Ryan Research Institute. Um, they're, a, they're a parapsychology research institute in North Carolina. And, and look at their stuff, because if you enjoy the ghost stuff, um, you really need to know about parapsychology and and, uh, and check them out. And, and um, you know... They've, they've got lots of uh, lots of stuff on their website, really interesting stuff and, and tests that you can take, and and, uh, and it's really really cool. And, and you know, keep watching the show. I'm glad I'm glad people are enjoying the show. It's I hope it's as much fun to watch as it is to work on, because because uh, we're having a blast. And uh, and and keep listening to you guys, because uh, you know we've been on for a while now, and and uh, and and you guys are uh, you're great, man. I'm gonna. Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest, and, and you know, we didn't know each other until you reached out. So I'm going to go back and listen to your old shows, and and uh, I'm enjoying talking to you guys. And hopefully, you'll have me back on again at another point, and we can have another chat. Oh, absolutely, so Jason. I think you got some stories, Jason. I want to hear them. I got a story in uh, yeah in Kentucky. I'll have to share that one sometime. I, we'll have to talk about uh, that. Jason. Jason, I think he means the ones from the prison. But you know, oh hey, gosh, <laughs> those are terrifying. <laughs> nothing paranormal but terrifying uh, well well dan hey like i said it's been a pleasure and we'll let you get uh maybe a couple a couple hours of sleep here before you go to work because uh yeah my alarm, I, my alarm's gonna go off in three hours so i gotta oh. hit the hay well yeah, i don't want to thank brag, you dan tomorrow, i really appreciate it you it, it's been it's been a blast and tomorrow yeah is same my here brother same here so and just like, yeah. and uh and look forward to uh Look forward to speaking to you guys uh, for years to come, okay? Yes, absolutely. Uh, yes. All right. All right. Well, thanks again, Dan, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Have a good one. All right, man. You too. Stay safe, Jason, all right? Yeah, we'll do. You do there. the same. Take care. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye, fellas. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and on our Instagram page at Instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at 
from the Shadows Podcast.godaddysites.com or contribute to our Facebook discussion page called After the Shadows and tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to hearing from you all. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>